0: This is Pack Cast forty. Wow. Take one. Only <laughs> Take
1: One. Yeah. We're gonna do it in one take. We're one take boys. One take
2: wonder. What mm, yeah. can we
0: say? We're one take boys over here. One take take right here. It's a good life, you know. It's a great life. What's it like being a one take wonder? Um liberating.
2: Yeah.
1: You're just gonna have to try it to feel it really. Yeah, it feels pretty good, doesn't it?
0: You know, it's a Thursday, you know, we're sipping on our iced coffees and Cokes. You know, it's a good day. Good time. Hey, what up, party people? Hey, we're back in person. That's right, we're still here. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Jacob Wade. And I'm
2: Logan Riley Brunner. Yes, the uh, experiment continues. We're back in person.
0: Back in person for the Person Patcast. Person Patcast. In Person Patcast. It feels better. 40. The
2: PP, if you will. Oh my uh,
0: gosh. I don't guys, that. it's episode 40. Episode 40. I can't believe Jacob's done 40 episodes. I've done 40 episodes <laughs> of this Patcast. I have
2: Pat done 42 cast. because of the minis.
1: True. We have mini Patcasts. Yeah. Check out our bonus episodes. They're up there, guys. Great, Catch yeah. up. We had Come music, on. Our music mini cast that was really we've fun. Done, that was fun.
2: We've done forty official episodes, and three of them now have been in person. Thirty-seven <laughs> Zoom episodes. Wow. And three in
0: person. Pandemic podcast yeah. packcast in person.
2: Pan- Gosh.
0: Pandemic to in-person podcast podcast <laughs> 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 we- All right. Uh, Do we have anything to... We have a lot. We've to- got oh, a lot. Girl, you better take we it away do. then. Uh, well,
2: first things first, I'm the realist, uh, because I released, or Jacob released, because he did most of the producing and editing on this one. Uh, we did an acoustic cover of Stay by Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber.
0: Well, I'll be fucked up.
2: Well, I'll be fucked up if you can't be right here. Uh, this was a long project. We've been working on this for...
0: Months. Three at months.
2: least three.
0: Yeah, at
1: least three.
2: Um, the song came out and we both really dug it and we're like, do you want to maybe take a crack at this? And I was
1: like, it's four chords, might as well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and we went for it. We slowed it down a little bit, made it kind of our own. Um,
1: it's very much our own. Yeah. The whole, like, motif of the song is missing. Yeah.
0: to I gotta ask. How did you shoot that video? Cause it looks really good. What kind of camera are you using? Oh,
2: you know, we got an Ari Red. We got yeah, an Alexa yeah. Mini. <laughs> no, hey,
0: hey, don't leave,
1: don't don't give away our secrets. No, we. It's not a secret. It's <laughs> no secret. We shot this on iPhone, the iPhone thirteen Pro to be exact. We used Logan's new phone to uh, shoot in that new iOS thirteen cinematic mode.
0: It's thirteen. I, 15. fifteen.
1: Oh my God, I'm behind. <laughs> fifteen. I was fifteen, and guys, I mean, we're 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 we're, we're iPhone 13 boys. Yep. Yes, sir. I
2: mean, wow. I was I was the first one when the announcement about cinematic mode came out to be like, I don't
0: know. I mean, you we'll were he wait. was he was the skeptic. You I, skeptic. were the first skeptic, and you were the first one to use it, and, was, and it turned out really great. It's beautiful. I was really surprised I by like, the quality. The of The very first
2: time I used it, I I had just gotten it, and I went to church, and I was like sitting up on the second floor mm-hmm. and like i just zoomed in just slowly and just kept going and kept going and i was like it's not blurring there's no what what it's so beautiful it's a great camera i'm really really impressed with apple um i mean judge for yourselves i think the video is gorgeous i
1: think the video is gorgeous too i, yeah. think, I that, think it's gorgeous i think it's yeah. a good edit yeah we've got good shots we do we've got good sound
2: we shot that uh in just locations that meant a lot to me so like uh the park is where i used to go when i was a kid and uh that theater uh, has been both close to my church and close to my home uh and then the high line is the high line
1: iconic Uh, for chelsea
2: definitely uh and then just like my backyard and and my fire escape uh my bedroom Uh, (laughs) you
1: say backyard it's like a courtyard yeah
2: courtyard yeah um
1: yeah. City kid things. City you kid know. things.
2: Iconic Chelsea video. We really wanted to. And capture. yeah, we went to the pier. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very
0: nice.
2: Stood up on a table via uh, Chelsea Pierce Nice. Beautiful. What else we got? Um. This coming week, we have an interview with a new collective <gasps> member. I'm not gonna announce who it is yet. They are coming Whoa. on Wednesday. They have already been announced as a collective member. Uh. But I'm not gonna announce whose interview it is. Uh. I'm super excited. Uh, this person is an incredible friend of Jacob, Jeremy, and myself. We've gotten to perform on stage uh, when we were younger with them. So i uh, very much looking forward to releasing this interview. Uh, it was an honor to get to interview them. Um, so well-spoken, so eloquent. And a really fast interview. It's like...
1: Bang, bang, boom.
2: At, at time of recording this podcast, I haven't finished editing it, but uh, when it's done, I'm going to guess it's under 10 minutes that's my
1: that's under my, wow
0: I wow. think it's
2: going to be under 10 minutes um, cool very very came in knew exactly what they were going to say it was amazing that's awesome um, so yeah that's coming on Wednesday very excited about that uh, Ephraim's interview was released la- two weeks ago we re-promoted it last week so go check that out while you're waiting um, yeah more
1: interviews I, to come more acoustic covers to come more. not too soon Pat-casts but to in go. the future and podcasts coming weekly you already know Yeah yeah
0: we've got a lot. yeah
1: ongoing projects ongoing you yeah know? congratulations
2: good. to whoever wins the Mexican Grand Prix on Sunday we're excited
1: whoever it is will be excited oh it's wait true.
2: wait there's one more piece of housekeeping huh? I totally forgot because this is going to be released on Tuesday and our lovely Jeremy Suarez <gasps> is going to have had birthday tomorrow
1: right. well f- tomorrow for us right tomorrow now
2: for yeah. us There's for a couple days ago for uh, yeah. podcast release so welcome to the 24 club yay,
0: yay. i'm old like you two Shut up. <laughs> like, we're not even old we're no, just we're not old we're young and fresh and still budding yep yes
1: mm-hmm. yes we're no longer in our early 20s Now in our mid-twenties. Now in our mid-twenties. All of us are in our mids. We're in the early mid. But But we're not mid. We're not mid yet. No. Not mid. We're
2: a steak, bitch. We're not some fucking fries.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh.
2: Cool. Happy birthday.
0: Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Love having you as friends. Feels
1: good. So, guys... This past uh, week, we got to see a movie. We did? Yes. Together.
0: Very, yeah, similar to last... I'm, I'm really happy that we've been, we've been going seeing the movies. movies and we get to talk about it on the podcast because I just... I love... I love, like, the discussion of it, you know? Yeah. I like watching, like, countless movies, especially when it's a movie I really like. Yeah. I always like watching just, like, movie reviews and, like, discussions from, like, various different sources just because I love, the like, the discourse right. of it. So yeah. I'm Seeing if everybody to do
2: else saw the things that you saw. Exactly. Yeah. Hearing
0: new opinions on it yeah. and being like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. I might not agree with you, but you know what? I respect your opinion. That's your interpretation. Mm-hmm. And that's valid. I'm not going to fault um, you for it. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: yeah, for for your birthday, you guys are seeing Eternals, which unfortunately I will not be joining you guys for because I have work. But I'll have to catch up in time for our next week discussion of that. Hopefully you'll be able to see it. Hopefully, Hopefully, hopefully. hey. Um, But this past week, we got to see the lovely Last Night in Soho directed by Edgar Wright. I've been excited about this for a while. Me too. I love Edgar Wright as a director.
2: Yeah, I yeah. love Edgar Wright as a director. Uh, Thompson, McKenzie and Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, all incredible performers. Uh, and they were really the ones that were hyped for the movie. There's a fourth lead. Uh, I want to make sure that what's his name. I know what's his name. They I want to re- make sure yeah. I say his name right. Yeah, they didn't because really they push do it. not promote him, but he's all over mm. the
0: post And he's also a fresh face too. I feel like I've never yeah. seen him in anything else before. <clears throat> Same.
2: Uh, Michael Ajao.
0: Michael Ajao, great performance, honestly. Yeah.
2: really good work um i wish his character had, had more screen time honestly that was that True. was my one thought uh we will get to spoilers at <coughs> some point don't worry we're not going to spoil quite yet the first thing that i want to say uh is not necessarily about the movie but is about the movie watching experience i'm starting to realize as we're going back to theaters i'm having to relearn what good seats are because like we whenever we get tickets to a movie i'm like okay i want to sit like here because distance and like Right angle to the screen, but we saw last night in Soho, and I went back into that Dolby, and I went, shoot, I forgot that the back of the first floor has this ceiling on the top of it, so oh. it cuts off the very top of the screen.
0: Oh, what? It, I don't. It, it wasn't cut, cut, cut off, off the, the top me. for me. Just
2: for a little bit. It's just it's just that little bit on the top that I don't quite love. It's that like I wish that I had just like. Air above my head. Right. Yeah,
0: but then like if I you go on the north. top, then the banister of the of the yeah. second floor starts cutting off the bottom of the see, screen. See,
2: that's why I like that like very first row on the second floor of that particular theater. You
1: can put your feet up. And yeah, just like <laughs> I mean, our feet are already up. Our feet <laughs> are These seats are already seats up. are in the Dolby Theater.
2: Sure. Um, and then for the IMAX, when we went to see it, oh
0: know, no, no, those we were too close. close.
2: We got messed up because everyone wanted to see. Yeah.
0: That, well, my my. Uh, feeling on movie seats is that the best seat in the house in a movie theater is always center, center center dead center because H13 because that's where you're yeah right that's where you're <laughs> you know fully immersed in all the speakers and that center speaker that secret speaker behind the screen is hitting you dead on right so that's always my go
2: my my
0: go to spot I'm always trying secret, to be s- secret speaker secret speaker yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a speaker what the fuck you mean the hidden one do
1: you guys know about some hidden speaker
0: there's speakers behind the screen well, I figured the center speaker. Well, probably, yeah, I no. guess that makes. But sense. But it's a secret because you don't see it. Sure. And I don't think people think about it. You I know? didn't think about it. No. It's like seeing is believing, and you see speakers here and speakers here, and you're like, okay, all the speakers are. That's where right your sound's coming from. Exactly, and that's why, and that's why I say the center center is the best seat because then if you have a movie like like dune where like people are like whispering and sometimes hans Zimmer is like Bloom! and you're like what are they saying you might be able to hear it a little bit better if you're center center not if you're down right like we were
2: or you know <laughs> if you're watching a movie like last night in soho which has a lot of sound design in
0: it yeah beautiful
1: sound design and i actually want to say that the sound design is what felt most like an edgar wright movie in Agreed. this definitely I think, Experience.
2: I think coming off such a connected to sound film like Baby Driver, and coming into Last Night in Soho, even
1: Scott Pilgrim, like
2: I mean, but like most recent being yeah. Baby Driver, yeah, is like there's a feeling of that connection to sound yeah. and Edgar Wright's sort of addiction to that, and so my ears were like tuned in every lyric that was like repeating on Mm -hmm. uh, an instrumental anything like that yeah
0: Yeah, Dolby was really the place to see it we have our debates over whether like IMAX or Dolby Dolby is superior but I think Last Night in Sobo is a great Dolby movie, yeah. not because it doesn't, like, it's not shot great, because it's shot beautifully, yeah. but oh, because yeah. the soundscape that Edgar Wright creates is so immersive, Yeah. that I'm just like, I, I felt like I was, like, in the world of the movie, which is yeah. interesting, because the movie takes place in London, it's not like yeah. a crazy different world, it's our real world. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I think there's also a feeling, I think when I first heard about the movie, Like, initially, I thought it was a New York story. It took, like, seeing the first, Mm -hmm. like, trailer or two to be like, oh, wait, this is Soho in London. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought that was really cool to be able to, like, transform to a different kind of Soho, but still kind of feel that connection to, like, okay, I I know this city. I know, like, this vibe. I know where she's working.
0: Well, you've know. you've actually been to London. Yeah, yeah,
2: but um, I've never. I hadn't been like down in Soho huh.
0: and like, you haven't been downtown. downtown. <laughs> oh, speaking
2: <laughs> of that song, Anya Taylor Joy's singing voice is just—it's beautiful. It was beautiful. beautiful. Oh my
1: goodness! I thought that I would hear more of it. Me too. I want to get into spoilers.
2: We will, we will. We, will. Well, okay, all right. Let we have not We just we, say, yeah,
1: we overall, have it Yeah. Yeah. Before like we go mechanic. into Let's, before we go yeah. into spoilers, I loved the way that the music was immersed in the soundscape and the way that like echo and reverb was used yeah. and like the fusing of uh, natural found sounds like uh, cars beeping or like
0: people talking people talking it was you know.
1: like part of the that world. the world yeah it, it, it felt good seeing it and watching it uh, great performances across the board yeah. across the board just i wish the characters were more fleshed out
2: I think it suffers a little bit, and I don't think this is a spoiler, I think it suffers a little bit from passive protagonist syndrome, Mm -hmm. which happens a lot in movies that are like, we're going to go, we're going to take someone modern and send them back in time. It's like a lot of what they're doing is observing they're watching, they're like... You
1: become the character. Yeah, you're
2: looking at a character looking at a story. So you don't
1: learn much about the character as much as what they're seeing.
2: Right, and you know they have no effect on the story because they're just watching it it's already
1: happened. It's not even happening to them, it's happening around them. So we know they're safe, we know they're... Well,
2: until they're not safe. Do we
1: know that they're safe in this movie? I felt that she was safe the whole time.
2: I, I started to feel like she was in danger at a certain point and I'll, I'll talk about when that was when we get to spoilers. But um, I think for Edgar Wright's first foray into horror, I was very impressed. It's a totally... Listen, this was
0: not horror. I would call I, it a thriller. Thriller.
2: I think this was a horror thriller. He's been marketing it as a horror.
0: I was personally it? see this movie as like a mystery thriller because Whether, it's not... It's not horror... Like, not saying guess, all horror movies no, are guess. about the scares, but like yeah. I don't feel like this movie was like... About the scares, I th- I thought it dealt with scary situations. I thought the themes that it dealt were, with were kind of scary, okay. but I didn't think that it was like a horror film. I, I wouldn't tell kinda like,
1: like Child's Play horror thriller. I, I see think, what he's saying.
2: I you think know? whether you call it a horror movie or a thriller movie, it's Edgar Wright's kind of first foray into, into that. Seriously, area. Area. Yeah. yeah, into that genre. Because we had like The World's End, which is kind of a thriller. But it's a comedy adventure rather than, like, a psychological... The world's end? Uh, yeah. The bar crawl movie. Oh. The end yeah.
0: of the The trilogy. Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Yeah, I think um, I know what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Uh, for his first foray into this, um, I thought he did quite well. I was quite impressed with yeah. it. And I'm interested to see what comes next. Were there things that I didn't like? Sure. But I think the things that I liked outweighed the things that I didn't like. It's a movie that I would see
1: again. Yeah. Same.
0: Numbers? Any want? Other...
1: All right. We rating it? I'm giving it a
0: seven. Seven out of ten. Giving it a seven. Yeah. I I kind of feel the same way as my compatriots here. You know? Um, really good movie. I think in the third act, the plot starts you know it's ping rate reaches a good 300 uh, okay. it starts lagging a little bit All right. um yeah i i'd give it i think i'd also give it a 7 yeah
2: before uh, i get into verdict i want to say because uh, we've mentioned every single other person that's worked on this film uh Christy Wilson Carnes co-wrote with Edgar Wright uh i wanted to give her props uh because i do think even though I have some problems with the script, I think the script is very well written. It's super well constructed. Do uh, the cast list in front of you? Uh, I just have the like basic notes on it: Thomas and Mackenzie, Anya Taylor Joy,
0: okay. Matt Smith. Can we shout out the uh, the R two? Uh, yes, yes, older, older female actors. Because that's another thing I really appreciate about this movie, and this is also not a spoiler. I appreciated that Edgar Wright gave two older women, which I feel like we don't typically see in Hollywood movies, some really cool roles.
2: Yes, uh, or at least
0: at least at least one of them, because our our, our great aunt grandma whatever grandma. she's not super in the story. No, but she's she's, she's sweet. important. Yeah, no, she is important. Yeah. Of course, I'm not saying she's not. Yeah, she's so sweet. Oh, granny. Uh, so
2: there were three older characters. Um, there was the grandmother. Um, the, the innkeeper. The innkeeper. Um, and then uh, a woman who played the sage Whoa. bartender uh, Yes, her past, too. Uh, she ended up uh, also passing away. She's oh. the second actress who was thanked in the movie Edgar Wright thanked um, The movie is dedicated to Diana cool. and the
1: old guy the bar guy.
2: Yes He's older too. He ends up being very important. Yeah. <laughs> Diana Rigg um, Who plays uh, the the housekeeper that Thomas and Mackenzie meets uh, early on in the film I believe she's in the trailer for it. Uh, The movie was dedicated to Diana because she passed away last year. Um, It was her final performance. It was also the final performance of Margaret Nolan, who was the Sage bartender. Um, And then the third person that you guys wanted to shout out because she had a good part and she was an older actress um, is I'm trying to find because I have Eloise's mother. I have Eloise. Where is Eloise's grandmother?
1: Is that her? She looks way too young. Rita Tushingham. Rita Tushingham. Peggy. Who's Peggy? I think so. Peggy. She was in a
0: taste of honey.
1: We read that, didn't we? We did. Yeah. You read it. I read it. Taste of honey. When when did I read that? Whose class did I read that for? Someone. Write it in in the the comments comments below. below. If 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 we had to read (coughs) a taste of honey, what was that for? (laughs) <laughs> was uh, that for Parenti's class Rita <laughs> Tushingham
2: uh, plays um, Eloise's grandmother uh, and does a phenomenal job she's not in very much of it but I wish she had been in more yeah. um, final verdict for me uh, also going to be a 7 out of 10 I'm harsh on Edgar Wright uh, because I really love his movies and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is my favorite movie potentially of all time and uh, Baby Driver and Hot Fuzz and I think it's 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 a very high bar that you have set, Mr. Right. Um, your movies are always great. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, shall we move into the spoiler
0: zone? That's spoiler. right. Hold my hearing. I don't I don't okay, here we are. Spoilers. We're
2: entering the spoiler room brawl.
0: Three, two, one.
1: <laughs> Boom. Okay. So
2: the third act has issues. Yeah. It's a great movie. I think. And then...
0: And then she goes to the police. And
2: then she goes to the police.
0: And we get a scene where our main character like recaps the movie thus far, but she doesn't like there's no new information in. No, it. it's just like everything yeah. that's
1: happened. And it's
0: right. like you I was watching it and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I just saw that about 30 minutes ago." What's new? Of-
2: A lot of what I think happened in the third act was they were trying to re-emphasize points that they were making in the 1960s. The feeling of, like, women aren't taken seriously. Women aren't respected. Mm. Women are very much pushed to the side. But because we had already gotten those lessons, we had already understood those principles as a part of our world, Mm. to then re-bring it up with, like, she's going to go to the police and they're not going to believe her felt like a stalling to be like, oh yeah, Yeah. you want her to go to the cops? Well.
0: Because she also knows the cops aren't going to believe her. Because
2: you're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah.
0: She's like a, a, she's a smart girl. Yeah. She's a smart girl and she knows that police aren't going to believe her if she says, hey, I saw, I've been watching this girl from the 60s get pimped out and. I think she got murdered. I think she got murdered in my room, but I, I can't I can't give you any concrete evidence, but I've seen it. I promise.
2: I also think that it had a problem of trying to rush some of the relationships. Uh, Michael Ojao, I think, does an amazing job as a performer, but I don't think he was given nearly enough screen time to solidify that relationship. So by the time he was like her ally and on her side, it was like, oh, just, oh he's just a guy who's like now with her I guess and they're into each other and
1: yeah. okay I, yeah. I didn't
2: get any indication of that earlier I knew he was into her but not that she really felt yeah. anything for him and now she's well, I think, the, I she think was... the drugs
0: really helped out Yes, she, she gets that. spiked at a party and then that's when their relationship kind of off does she
2: or were the no. police just saying that and we were supposed to maybe question well, if she yeah. was crazy or not
0: I re- well I remember when Jocasta gives
2: I thought that gives her the drink. Yeah.
0: I was like hmm maybe it's drugged. And then a certain song starts playing and I'm familiar with the song because The Weeknd samples it right. and everyone knows how The Weeknd is with drugs. So yeah, I was so like, like okay. she's on drugs. She's on drugs right now and the tr- and the visuals get trippy and, and kind of kaleidoscopy.
2: Really cool. My issue is she goes to the police about this murder, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment that they say, maybe you were drugged by someone, she has a moment where she realizes, I might have been I was, I was, was drugged by no. my and bitch she, of an ex-roommate. She doesn't go, hey, you know what, that's actually possible. My ex-roommate who I had problems with gave me a drink at this party that I didn't see her pour. That could have happened. But instead she goes, no, no chance I was drugged. I definitely saw this thing. It's totally true.
0: Even though, even though they show a flashback that I interpret it as, she remembers the drink. She thinks about it being possibly drunk. Being yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: It was just it. It felt like there were a couple. A lot of the stuff in the nineteen sixties was very carefully crafted, and the the filming was carefully crafted. The way the shots were set up with mirrors. And oh
0: with my gosh! Lighting yes.
2: And, It's beautiful. And then you got back to modern time and it was like we were running for the next 1960s. Yeah.
1: It's like, well, but at the same time, that's kind of what we're supposed to be going through because she can't wait until she can fall asleep again. Right. Mm -hmm. She's like, I want to go back to that magical place Mm -hmm. until it gets bad. Scary. And I wish we had gotten to see more of what she does while she's awake. Right.
2: Right. I wish we had gotten to know her.
1: I wish we had gotten to know a lot of our characters more.
2: I think a lot of... She felt like the embodiment of woman. Like the embodiment of like she is a woman. Yeah. And the story was like women in power. Yeah.
1: It's like we hate men. Men are bad. I don't
2: think it's we hate... That
0: it was on three bars. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna come back and G was gonna be crying. I'm sorry, um, I
2: was very aggressive with you right there. I don't think it's necessarily we hate men. Uh, I, think <laughs> the, I think it's the idea that men take advantage of women, that men kind of that women get lured into these lives of kind of sex trafficking mm-hmm. and a lot of this uh, these things that. I think we as a society have been almost conditioned to see as like their fault. I think a lot of like slut shaming, pornography shaming, stuff like that was yeah. kind of explored in this movie. Yeah. I think the major issue was that uh, Eloise didn't really feel like she had any stake other than saving Sandy, who's Anya Taylor Joy's character. Um, mm-hmm. It just felt it felt like she was just she wasn't trying to save Sandy. because she cared about sandy she was trying to save sandy because sandy was a woman who needed saving
0: yeah Hmm. but
1: saving from just men being gross that's life bro i know and And that's that's why i say that like the whole movie i was like i was like men are gross I, mean, I, I felt the same
0: way, too. Yes, yeah. but we
2: also get, and it's why I wish he had had a little more screen time in uh, Michael Ajao's character, this feeling of like, okay, there are not every... We're not saying every man is bad. We are saying that this behavior is
1: bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What do you mean? You sound like you want to say
1: something, Jacob. We're in spoilers. Come on. We're in spoilers. Okay, I just like... Even John, I was like, does she need him? No. It seems like she is coming here to focus on school and not really even make friends. Like, she rents the room to be to herself Mm -hmm. in the first place. She's not interested in John until she can use him to, like, feel... Safe.
2: Distract yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: like...
2: But I don't think that means that men are bad. I think no, that just
1: no, no, means no. that she's not interested. That's not...
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm reflecting on this movie, and I'm realizing that a lot of our modern-day characters are pretty two-dimensional. Yeah. Because it's like, what do we know about our protagonist? She's, she's into, into fashion. fashion. Her mom's dead. She's into, she the, 60s. She's into, she's the, into the 60s. She's into like, the
2: 60s. She's connected to ghosts.
0: Somehow. Somehow. First it's with her gift. mom. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a gift that her that her grandma like kinda like Which I, I kind yeah. of appreciated
2: that it wasn't like she's let's like, explore the origin of the gift. It was like yeah. she has this thing, it's she's lived with it.
1: But mm-hmm. why doesn't she see her mom in Soho at all?
2: Yeah, that was that was a little confusing. Until for
1: me. the very end. It's like you have your good ghost and then oh no, you move away and you have your bad ghosts. And now yeah. your good ghost is
0: back. Hmm. It seemed like, like, to me, it felt like she wanted to go to London, not just for school, but to get away from, like, the the memories. Because I think that's what it was. Okay, It was the memories of her mom in the house. And being in that house is like... My mom is all over this place, whereas in fashion school, it's like, my mom hasn't been here, so I'm not going to connect the two.
2: But my issue with that is, one, she was never disappointed to see her mom. It was never like, oh, fuck, I'm seeing my mom. It's breaking my heart. The Mm -hmm. first time she sees her mom, she's like, I'm about to get good news, aren't I? Like, they're all excited together, and then she says to her grandmother i'm going to school for my mom yeah i'm going to school because i owe it to her to do this so they almost felt like there should be like maybe my mom sat at this bar maybe my mom like more of her exploration should have been centered around like let me connect with this memory that i have and then getting pulled into this story rather than like oh her roommate throws her out because she's having sex with somebody and so she like goes out and explores the town
1: everyone's throwing because... a party she doesn't want to be part of the party she'd rather listen to her 60s music on her headphones and her record player yeah, yeah. right like
2: it felt very like nerdy girl goes to college and can't fit in
1: yeah which, which is i that's understand. what they were going for yeah so.
2: But again, it's it's like you said, it ends up coming across as slightly two dimensional, also also... especially coming f- off like movies where there have been a lot of more three dimensional protagonists, like Baby Driver, like Hot Fuzz, like totally. yeah, yeah,
1: even Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Uh, can we talk about how the plot twist that
0: I saw coming? I did not. The plot twist. I thought about it and then. I was, I started, I, and then the movie kept going, so I kind of forgot about it, and then, right when it was about to happen, did you? I said it, yeah. Yeah, well, the the movie kind of tells you before it happens, because there's a letter with with a name on it. Yeah. I know we're in spoiler territory, but I, I I don't feel like diving too much into it. Yeah. There's a letter with a name on it, and if you're watching the movie and you're paying attention, you're like, Oh, shit. That's, that's the that name, person. That's the person. And then Jiggle leans over to me and then he kind of confirms it and then it happens on screen. So it's like. And
1: yes. as, as soon as it's revealed, I was just like, I know what's gotta happen. She's gotta die. Let's get it over with. And yeah, thanks. Me and Jacob were so
0: watching the movie and literally going like. Because it's like <laughs> it's the villain like explaining her her motive, and we're like, yeah, we like put two and two together. It's,
2: it's shot like a true horror movie, like a like scary, intense chase up the stairs. Run for the phone! Oh, I
1: loved that the um the cinematic yeah. uh, of the two different locations,
0: like one the, the, s- r- the
2: endless I think, staircase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think I think me and Jacob are specifically talking about like the conversation. Yeah, of her being like, "Well, this is why I did it," and I and I don't feel guilty about it. You know this and this. I've been now. This. Leave
1: me to die. No, I want to save you now, not kill you. But I kind of want to kill you. Yeah. The second. I, wanna, I think the first like,
2: conversation I was cool with the length of. I think the second conversation inside the room that's now on fire. I was like,
1: Why are we
2: having? Just die. She just tried to stab you a couple yeah. times. She stabbed someone you know, and you still. I get it. You and feel you bad And you just bad found
1: out she's a. Fucking serial killer. Well, I think like,
0: it's, I think it's interesting because I think our villain is more fleshed out. Is the most fleshed out character here. The yes.
2: most three dimensional character. Which
0: makes the sense. movie's not about Ellie. It's about Sandy. It is about it is, it, it is about Sandy, and I think that's why it, it feels like Eloise is just on for the ride because this movie is actually about Sandy. Sandy is our actual protagonist. For me, I think. it felt
2: like a love letter yeah. to Soho that they wanted to do a like. 20 years later we find the killer thing but didn't quite know how to do the modern part, so they really focused on the 60s and the 60s story is really fleshed out and really really solid. I loved everything we got in the 60s.
1: Everything
0: about Taylor yeah. Joy. Yeah, the character
2: same. of Lindsay who ends up coming yeah. in And
0: later. also yeah A I I, twist I really great. like the uh, the cinematography in the 60s because uh. it really it really reinforces that like this is a dream, yeah. like you know, and it's like it's that that feeling of like you turn down a hallway and then all of a sudden you're in a completely different space. I you think know? my
2: other problem was every time that our protagonist tried to be active, she was almost punished for it. That like in the trailers, there's a shot where she dives through the mirror and grabs Sandy, yeah. and that moment is. Coming in the movie, she's behind the, I've seen she's the gonna She's gonna break through punching the, glass. the glass. She's yeah. punching the glass. She dives through, and we're back in modern time. And I was like, no. So this moment that I thought was gonna be the first moment of the two of them connecting with each other, this moment of like she's breaking through the dream. You don't get it. You don't. You yeah. get like her waking up, and we're forced back to reality, and she's punished for intervening by being taken away. And well, it's
0: even a false wake up. It's like. You're still sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) Well I it's a
2: horror movie jump scare. I didn't
0: dislike that aspect of it as much because I feel like dreams are like that. That it's like right when you're about to get to the most what feels like the most important part of the dream you wake up. up. Yeah. Or like, you know, like I I like lucid dreams sometimes and when I realize I'm dreaming and I try to like do something that isn't like part of the script, that's when I wake up. Right. So I see that and I'm like, that makes sense.
2: The movie did something which I don't like, which is showing me a lie and telling me it's the truth.
0: That too. I didn't Showing like... me yeah. Sandy didn't like gets
2: that. stabbed. Repeatedly stabbed. I'm watching her get stabbed. No other vision has been a lie. No other vision has been something that didn't happen that we think is happening. Yeah. Everything's been the truth. You show me Sandy dying, and then 20 minutes later you tell me No, 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 she didn't die. She She actually stabbed the other guy, and then she murdered a bunch of other people and hid all their bodies in the room. And it's like, okay, that's... uh, Okay, I understand that, but I feel like you could have had that same, like, I'm the daughter of Sandy and the pimp, and she died, and he lived and raised me, and I have to defend my father's memory would have been more of a, like, oh, I get why she's trying to kill... Eloise now, but there was a sense of like I'm going to murder you because I want to murder you. Yeah,
1: but and to that point, why was Eloise ever in danger?
0: Like she's not the target really. She's not the tar- she's not the target, but she's about to expose her secret and she's like But she's,
2: she's really not. She, she goes tells to the, the cop- police. She... she goes to the cops and says a woman got murdered. I'm trying to protect a woman who got murdered. And
1: that simply didn't happen. The
2: cops come around and go, we heard a woman got murdered. And d- d- then they go away because they don't care about it. And Eloise literally says, like, I won't tell anybody.
0: Yeah, but well, why would you believe? That, that's also when, like, every horror movie or, like, thriller where it's like, I, I promise I'm not going to tell anybody. and it's like, you're
2: not going to tell anybody. Yeah, it's it is. Was... like, are, mm-hmm. It's like, are
1: you really going to do that? Like,
0: that's such a trope at this point, you know? Can we talk about Jack
1: for a second? Uh-huh.
0: That's Matt Smith's character, right? Yes. Right, yeah.
1: I wish that Jack had more of a character too.
2: I think Jack has a yeah.
1: solid
0: character. I was fine with Jack. He's the what what, what, was like, what were you missing from
1: Jack? I was like, this is Matt Smith playing Jack the Pimp. And it's all it's good it's just the same in every scene kind of, I don't know. I, I I got the charming aspect, but then I was like, Yeah, it's not charming anymore. Nice. I just wish I had He seen... knew how to
2: turn it all I think he knew
1: that's the point of the movie, though. Right, is yeah. that
2: he's... He it's a is, dream and then it's a nightmare. He's a really nice guy who seems like her perfect ally, her white knight, and once he has her in the palm of his hand, yeah.
1: he... He's a fucking... Uses and manipulates. a scum. He's scum. Her. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, 7 out of 10. I mean, it was entertaining throughout. I think it just... Good it, performances. It had, good work. It
2: had its problems. Yeah. And, and I think it's solid, yeah. but... There, there are
0: things that I. Wish it's to solid, know. but I it's think, got some gaping holes. Yeah, in it. I think, I think, and I said this when we came out of the theater. I just, th- I think Edgar Wright gets a bit too self indulgent in like his world with like conversations that can drag on and like plot points that don't, like that could make sense, but like isn't really like. Logical See, at the I, most point.
2: I've noticed that in like the Cornetto trilogy, much more than I ever saw it in like Scott Pilgrim or Baby Driver. Both of those, I feel like, as films, are very like go 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 yeah. go beat 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 move yeah. move. We're not move, gonna move, spend move.
0: too much time here.
2: No, and which, I and I think both of them. They like Scott love stories Pilgrim, too. Scott Pilgrim with transitions and Baby Driver with music Oof, do a very yeah. good job of using elements to just push us forward. This, a lot of the sound design and the lights was designed to pull us in and, like, move us into a sense of, like, we're drawing you more into the world rather than go, 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 And I think that results in a feeling of, okay, we're waiting to drive when are you going to hit the gas? And by the Man. time they decided to hit the gas, we were like it was a little fucking... too late. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was like, not only that, but it's like, I felt like at that point, I was like, I didn't care. Cause like this, not now, now at, by the time it hits the gas, I'm like, this movie can only end one way. I'm not like, Oh my God, what's going to happen She's next?
1: She's going to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this
0: movie is going to end like this way, this way and this way. Um, Another problem that I kind of had was like, just like how ghosts, Function in this world, yeah, and like just we're talking a lot of like negatives here, but it's it's like Logan said, it's because no, no. we love Edgar Wright, yeah, like, yeah. so it's perfect except
1: for, <laughs> yeah. and it's
0: like these little things that we're like really expanding. It's, also, it's I swear, it's a good movie. It's guys.
2: that feeling of being so in anticipation for a movie and then seeing it and being like, that was it different. <laughs> didn't hit the bar that I wanted it to. Yeah. It. it didn't do what I wanted. And I think whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to audiences, but I think that for me it didn't it didn't do what I wanted. It yeah. didn't it didn't hit the notes that I wanted it to hit. What were you so gonna I say about that
1: ghosts? Was
2: different. Um yeah, just, just how
0: the ghosts like kinda operate in this movie. So we get so like I have like kind of two examples of I think of of when ghosts are like used really greatly and then when ghosts aren't used as great. Okay. The great example is when uh Eloise and John 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 Eloise and John are hooking up at her place and she sees this the visage of of Sandy getting killed that
2: that was the scariest
0: That scene was in the whole right movie. Yeah. so so Sandy's getting killed and Eloise is screaming now it's been no, said
2: get off her Get off. It's her. been
0: said prior that like one of the rules this movie establishes is that there are no men allowed in the apartment after eight pm. Eloise brings, brings in this man up. after eight pm. They man, start hooking up.
2: A, you have to you have to put an element before they start hooking up. The man is black. She is a white woman. They start hooking up. They
0: start hooking up she starts seeing visions of Sandy getting killed and she's like stop! Stop! Please get off! And I'm like I'm watching this movie in total fear because I'm like oh my gosh this old white woman's gonna come up the stairs and be like- With a gun. With a gun and be like here's this black person and this like I was like-
2: the all screaming bloody murder. The racial
0: logistics of this is like terrifying. Yeah. And but it's also like He is there in the room while she is seeing this vision, this thing happen before her. And we can kind of understand, like, where where she is in the room and what is kind of going on.
2: That there's nothing happening on the bed, but she's seeing something happen on the bed.
0: And it's affecting her. Right. Right? Then, towards kind of the big crux of the movie, there's a big action point in this movie... She's running up the stairs to, what, lock herself in a room? No, no. She's going to to make a call on the phone. Because, because the another phone
2: only calls 911. Yes. Right. Or 999. It only
0: yeah. makes
1: emergency calls. So
0: she goes into the room, and then ghost hands start coming up from the bed and grabbing, grabbing her, her, and she can't move. And then a ghost picks up the phone and is like, help. And I'm like, okay, this looks really cool. It makes sense, and this is also kind of the, the the point where we find out that Sandy's been murdering these people, not someone killed Sandy.
1: And you're like, wait, the ghosts are friendly, but they look so scary. The ghosts are friendly, but they <laughs> look but scary, they're and not. they're
0: also creepy men who are taking advantage.
2: They're creepy men who are taking advantage of women and grabbing her and holding her down, then asking her for help and seeming by like picking up her the phone ally,
0: and and saying help, and then they say kill her and in my mind i'm like okay this for like this looks great my suspension of disbelief i'll work with it but on the other hand i'm like well what's actually happening in the scene what's actually stopping her from calling what's actually stopping her from moving like and that's like most
2: have never been able to touch her before yeah when she's awake why can they touch her now and
0: that kind of frustrated me had it
2: been more of a sense of rather than her getting grabbed and like pulled onto the bed and held down Had it been like they were pulling her arms and she was like stumbling around the room almost in a sense of being drugged, Mm -hmm. like she was trying to get to the bed and we're seeing ghosts grab her, but realistically what's happening is her body's just not working anymore? Great! That tells me what's happening. But to have it be this like, and now the ghosts are real, they are tangible. Yeah. They can touch and speak and communicate.
1: In the daytime.
2: In the daytime, yeah. when she's watching something they have never done before for our climax. Yeah. It,
0: just, of, it was yeah.
2: a weird... And then Sandy sees all the ghosts. That, like, they've become real. Yeah. It's like, well, is she seeing an empty room? Is she seeing the ghosts? Is she remembering? Is,
0: yeah, yeah. You know we like I said we've we've been nitpicking a lot of this movie. I will say something that I really really liked when once we get the reveal is like, okay, I I'm supposed to resonate with this character and feel empathy for this character because she has been taken advantage of And I did and I did. at the same time, she is also a serial killer which is wrong which is wrong. Right? And then you have kind of the same thing with the men, where it's like, well, these men are all scumbag because they've all been taking advantage of not just Sandy, but numerous girls across the 60s. who they? But then it's like, do if, they deserve if, to die? Yes.
2: If no. You,
0: can, even, you know, it's... it's even I if like you can it.
2: make the excuse about these men that like, oh, they just went to a pimp and hired a prostitute. They didn't know. They make it very clear. That they're gross. That not not even just like that they're gross, but like... As a man, it's quite obvious when someone's not into you. Like if you sat down, if you were, I don't know,
0: men are pretty oblivious. They sometimes.
2: all listen. Agreed. But if you sat down with someone and their first reaction to you was like rolling their eyes and looking away from you, and your thought was, "I want to have sex with them," uh, no. no, 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 no,
1: no,
0: no.
2: Um. They see, like men the men were chase. gross.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, it also doesn't
0: really matter to them because they like paid, so it's just like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nah. It's a service. Uh, All right. I don't All know, right. Like we could go into sex, sex. work is
2: legitimate work. We could go into that conversation.
1: Oh, yeah. Later, but... And that's been our talk about last night. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to finish
2: to finish our talk about last night in Soho, the acting amazing, the directing is beautiful. The is gorgeous. The lighting is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I think the lighting's phenomenal. It was good the until
1: they similar. broke the rules.
2: Well, it doesn't have anything to do with it. the lighting, I think. It I, did. didn't, I didn't mind it the lighting did. breaking the rules at points. I know it bothered you, it but bothered it, didn't, me. it didn't bug me. I thought it was cool. Red, Red, white,
1: blue. I thought
2: it was cool when the white went away. It was like she was being taken even more out of reality and going even more into that darkness. Um, And I thought the sound was fantastic. If you go see it, if you've watched this far into the spoilers and you still haven't seen it for some reason, um, pay extra special attention every time uh, lyrics come up. Because uh, a lot of times, repeating motifs will appear uh, in the lyrics that are repeated on... um, record players um shall we move from movies that we saw to movies that are coming out
0: yeah yeah fabulous go for it baby
2: um okay quickly uh from Cast 38 uh which was two PackCasts ago passing uh the tessa thompson i believe is the lead in passing Am I correct? Yep.
0: Tessa Thompson and Ruth Naga. Thank you.
2: Um, arrives on Netflix tomorrow, November 10th, so go see that. It was in theaters, now it's on Netflix. Uh, they're doing their little two-week thing. They did it with Harder They Fall. Uh, I think it's because that's the only way that you can get nominated for serious awards, and they're trying to give some of those movies the opportunity to do that. Uh, I'm sure Harder They Fall for stunts or... I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know what the acting's like. There might be some incredible performances in that. We're I have feel to like find out. cowboy movies never get nominated, so maybe this year that'll be different. Um, in addition, Brokeback uh, Mountain
0: got nominated. Sorry, which one? Brokeback Mountain.
2: Brokeback Mountain did get nominated. Uh, I feel like that's less a cowboy movie and mm-hmm. more a queer movie. They're cowboy.
0: Cowboys can't be queer. Very
2: true. Uh, next up, we've got a movie that's beloved to all our childhoods. We all watched it when we were kids. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, directed, bark, Bark. Bark, Bark. Directed by Walt Becker and written by Jay Sherrick, David Ron, and Blaise Hemingway. With story by Justin Malin and Ellen Rappaport, who is a female writer. Uh, and characters by Norman Bridewell. Uh, it's cute. It looks adorable. Jack Whitehall is in it. Uh, it's going to be a fun family movie. Um, I don't, movie. A fun family movie um (laughs) it's gonna be fun it's gonna be great um if you go see that i hope you enjoy it um it's not necessarily on the top of my list i can't say i'm
0: rushing to see clifford
2: (laughs) but something i am rushing to see is kenneth branagh's latest film belfast it appears to be another one of those stories that's modern and taking place in the past it looks uh, really beautiful kenneth branagh uh is an incredible director Uh, I always love his work, so I'm very, very excited for this one. Uh, Also, coming this week, we have Love is Love is Love, uh, directed by Eleanor Coppola, who wrote with Karen Lee Hopkins, uh, female Um, writer-directors. It's uh, three stories. I don't think that they necessarily... What's (laughs) happening? What?
1: Nothing. (laughs) You're reading, aren't you? Keep going. Well,
2: I got you two laughing over here. I'm not laughing.
1: I am not laughing. I am not laughing. Anyway. As long as this is
0: still going. (laughs) We're a mess right now. (laughs) Yeah, we
2: are. Uh, Love is Love is Love is is three different stories. I don't think that they necessarily connect. I think they're just about uh, love, commitment, loyalty, relationships. Uh, Looks like good acting. Looks like good storytelling. So that looks cool. A movie that I'm really excited about. uh, Night Raiders, uh, directed and written by Dennis Goulet, uh, who is an indigenous American female writer-director. Uh, This looks like uh, a metaphor for what happened to a lot of indigenous Americans when Europeans came over, kind of the indoctrination of their children into um, this kind of westernized ideal of one language, one culture. Um, It looks kind of like the fifth wave, that Chloe Grace Moretz movie, kind of like uh, instead of sister saves brother, uh, mother saves daughter. Uh, or son, I believe, actually. Not daughter. Um, it looks cool. It looks like a good movie. I think it's really exciting.
0: Really quick, I noticed you passed over Apex. Yes. No, yeah, it's not. He's it's just not in these. ones to discuss. No, I know. I just I just want to talk about it real quick. You want to talk about Apex? Uh, not, I just want to say... What? Is it? It. I feel like this was supposed to be an Apex Legends movie. No. Do you not think the symbol looks like the Apex symbol? that they show in the trailer it literally looks like the triangle uh, maybe i felt like they were like someone wanted to adapt apex legends and then they were like we're no. not gonna let you do that and they're like well we're gonna call it apex. apex
2: yeah but none of the characters are like close to the characters in the game no, it was it
0: was just a weird thing. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. They both
2: had the word apex in them.
0: Yeah, I that, that think that's what it was. Clear I was like... connection.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the symbols are clear. Um, yeah, Apex is a new Bruce Willis movie. Jeremy, you might end up cutting this section. Uh, I might. Yeah.
0: Uh, I might. Yeah.
2: Next, we have multiverse. Uh, Directed by Garouf Seth, written by Doug Taylor, with story assistance by Michael McKenzie. Um, Garouf Seth is an Indian director. This is about uh, university students who uh, try and cross over to another universe in the multiverse uh, and the consequences of those
0: actions. That sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm into that type of thing.
2: In addition, uh, coming this week for Netflix, we have Tick, Tick, Boom! Uh, the Jonathan Larson musical being adapted into a movie by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, written by Stephen Levinson um i'm very excited about this one why are you
1: laughing because he's like next up and then his hands did like a fart fart. (laughs) i'm just gonna just keep going
2: i
0: mean you know jacob's
2: jacob's still in middle school it's fine
0: (laughs) damn got him
2: Uh, I played Jacob a little bit of music from the original Tick, Tick, Boom today. Uh, I hope he liked it. Um, I think it's a really cool musical, so I'm excited to see this one. I think Andrew Garfield's is going to be great, and I think the story of how he got cast is really funny. So if you haven't heard that, go check it out. There's a whole YouTube
0: video about it. I'm sorry, guys. We're silly today. We're silly today. I'm just
2: going to blow through the rest of these so we can get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have The Accursed, which is a horror movie uh, directed and written by Catherine Michelle and Elizabeth Vidovic. Uh, who are female writer-directors, a horror movie about a family who is cursed, and the curse comes back after 20 years. Uh, We also have Soulmates, uh, which is directed by Timothy Armstrong and written by Alexandra Case and Stephanie Lynn, who both star in it. It's about two best friends. Uh, who live in a small town? When a guy gets in between their friendship and kind of how they navigate that world. Dumb. We have Stratton Castle, Tale of Jesse Goldenheart, uh, directed by Zelly December Slack and Peggy Roger.
1: Cool name. Written by
2: Peggy Roger.
1: Mm, Denver, Denver Slack. You said December. You said December. It's Denver.
2: Directed by Zelly Demberslack and Peggy Roger, written by Peggy Roger. Uh, Delie Demberslack is a black director, and Peggy Roger and a woman, and Peggy Roger is also a woman. Full women team writing about a servant girl in, I believe, Scotland, who falls in love with the Lord of the Manor, uh, and the, uh, the intrigue that follows. Uh in terms of documentaries we have Julia which is directed by Julie Cohen and Betsy West who are the directors of RBG. Julia is about Julia Child, that absolute legend of the kitchen. Uh I'm very excited for this one. I think yeah, it's so really cute. Uh we also in terms of documentary have Mayor Pete which is of course about Pete Buttigieg directed by Jesse Moss. Uh whether or not you agree with his policy or not, I personally think Pete Buttigieg is an inspiration. I'm very excited to see this film come out. I think it's going to be great. Finally, uh, we have Double Walker, which is uh, directed by Colin West, who wrote alongside Sylvie Mix, who stars. Um, This is about a girl who's given the choice to have one more day on Earth or become a ghost and haunt those that are sinners and believers. One Uh, day more. She chooses the latter. She chooses the latter. It looks scary. It looks intense. Uh, It looks similar to Last Night in Soho, that, like, men are trash. Yeah. so, looking forward to that. That looks super interesting. Cool. Uh, those are the movies coming out this week. There are a couple more. You can find the info about them below, but not on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. So, don't look there. Uh, anything else that we want to hit on uh, before we get into the content that we've been consuming? Mm, no. Cool. What content have we been
1: consuming? I uh, am still watching The Wire. I think I'm going to give up, though, because they just killed my favorite character. Uh Uh-oh. I'm on the last season, and I haven't agreed with the plot at all in the last, like, season and a half. I think that, like, one of the main writers on the show, like, died, like, during season four. Mm -hmm. And so, like, this last season is just not hitting the same. Gotcha. And it's not. It's really not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm going to stop that um but i'm still oh and i finished ted lasso finally yes, i am all yeah. caught We've up about this a lot we have
2: maybe we'll do a little mini jacob and i podcast about ted lasso because that's uh that season has a lot to discuss
1: yeah true i am still watching you i've watched the first five episodes now and i am still watching succession Nice. You already know. Already Succession know season three is going off. Going off. It is going it's off.
2: It's intense. It's an intense season this year. It's Great show. Intense, Great show.
1: Yeah. Great show. And that's all from me. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, in terms of me, uh video games are still video gaming. Uh Catherine Full Body, Apex Legends, NBA two K twenty two. Uh I say Catherine Fullbody. Goes <laughs> of Tsushima. Um uh, started Knockout City. Hoping to try uh, the remaster of Kingdoms of because I heard that was a really great game. Cool. Um, still watching you. Still watching Succession. Um, watching the Great British Bake Off, which is great. Very very smiley show. Now,
1: is it the Great British Bake Off or Baking Show? It's both. It's both. Those are different shows. No, they're the same name.
2: They're the same the show. same show, but I think with in Britain, two names. In Britain, they call it the Great British Bake Off, and here they call it the Great British Baking Show. Okay. Because whenever I it's see it... It's marketed differently? Yeah, whenever I see it, like, the posters of it, it says The Great British Bake Off. But if you go on Netflix, it says The Great British Baking Show.
1: That's so weird. Isn't it?
2: I think it's because it was just, like... BBC art versus
1: Netflix like or whatever? Like,
2: PBS, when it was being...
0: Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, Lost in Translation type of thing. You know, it's the same language. Interesting.
2: Um, yeah. That's that's Succession. You, you know, we're, we're keeping it consistent. Not much new has come. I mean, Love Life Season 2 did
1: start, and I haven't
0: gotten to start that. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. With Arian Royad. Yeah. Shout him out. Shout out to Arian. Every episode. Absolute legend. Shout out. My turn? All right, cool. Uh, I have been listening to this new Coldplay album, Music of the Spheres. It's really good. Really good. Really cool. All of
1: us are listening to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also listened to uh, this album called Mango by Black Party. Uh like, kind of R and B and Soul Hip Hop Fusion. Wow, twenty sixteen. Uh, wait, oh really? That's from twenty sixteen? Wow. It feels like really wow. modern. So yeah, go check that out. Uh listen to the new uh Big Sean and Hitboy E P, What You Expect. Um that was pretty solid. Just nice. bars, bars, bars all over the place.
1: Yeah,
0: I love um, Big Sean. I started Atlanta season two. Um I forgot that it was only half hour episodes, and that's kind of like, that's my sweet spot for TV shows, so I'm definitely going to keep watching that. Still watching Star Wars Visions. Um, oh yeah, we
2: did watch that this week.
0: We watched, yeah, we watched Star Wars Visions as well. I am almost done with Neo, The World Ends With You. I am on the final day. Um, I think knows. the I think the game wants me to think I'm fighting the final boss, but I think there's something after this. There always is. Yeah. Um, especially because it's like, it's a sequel to like... Another game, and they're, like, kind of following the same, like, pacing. So, I'm like, this is a console game. Maybe they're going to do, like, one extra thing. Sure. I don't know. I'll find out. Um, started Knockout City. Uh, pretty fun. Competitive dodgeball. You know, whatever. Um... That's it.
2: I have one last thing that I forgot because I've been listening to it very recently. Oh. Uh, I just finished, there's a new season that got put out on uh, all your podcast apps. So for my podcast listeners, this is an intense one. Uh, I'm going to actually do this for the podcast because I've never done this for the podcast. A uh, trigger warning for uh, sexual assault. So if you want to skip ahead, I'll put a timestamp in the description below. Um, there is a new series from Assume Nothing. It's called The Rape Trial. Uh, It is about uh, a very serious trial that happened in Northern Ireland uh, That ended up changing their entire justice system in terms of how they deal with rape and sexual assault Mm. Uh, It is breaking my heart and making me furious all at the same time Um, It's beautifully done Um, The narration is really fantastic. The way they tell the story is powerful Um, so definitely check that out Uh, I think it's really worth supporting it's a BBC podcast so they're being supported by advertising it's not even like a podcast that's getting sponsors or anything like that it's a lot of just like they get their advertising outside of the UK because they're completely free for UK citizens so uh, if you're outside the UK and have the opportunity to or if you're in the UK uh, support that podcast I think it's really important Um, we're back we are back after that so you're, you're clear uh, if you jumped ahead.
0: That's, that's content we've been consuming. That's all the content we've been consuming. Thank you so much for watching the podcast. Huh. We yeah. always really appreciate Do you have any special shout-outs?
2: I do! I have two! <gasps> uh, one that we're going to have to discuss just briefly. Uh, Michael Quintana, you commented on our last podcast uh, and you wanted to say that they didn't call it Dune Part 1 because they didn't want another Dennis Villeneuve. Oh, yeah.
0: girl. Villeneuve. Wow. Villeneuve.
2: <laughs> 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 Denis Villeneuve. Thank you. Uh, they didn't want any Denis Villeneuve uh, backlash uh, and for another Denis Villeneuve project to fall apart. Uh, I do not agree with this. I think they always knew they were going to do Dune Part 2, uh, and I think that not advertising it as such is unfair. I will still stick by that point. Thoughts on that?
0: They didn't want that backlash that they were going to come up with a Part 1?
2: No, that if Part 1 had, like, failed miserably, that it wouldn't have been like we already had a part two that we're now scrapping. It would have just been like, okay, move on.
0: I mean, it still would have been kind of disappointing even if Dune did fail and then the movie starts and you have Dune part one, one and then and we then never get never part two. A part two. Yeah. So they they should have gone one or the other, I right. think. Uh, but also, um, I also think not only... I've read interviews and, you know, from months ago, Denis was like, Warner Brothers is really happy with Dune, and we can't really imagine a scenario where this movie fails. Right. Nice. And it hasn't failed. Dope. Uh,
1: Dope. And then the
2: second person that I want to shout out commented on this video last week, uh, and she said that we all had really nice fits, and I appreciate that, so I want to say thank you, Elka Wade! Oh, Elka!
0: Elka! Thanks, thank y'all. Thank
2: you so much! Uh, not to be confused with Jacob Wade, as they are siblings. Um. <laughs> thank you, Alka. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate you guys. Um, if you want to get shouted out on the podcast, give us a comment down below. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and we'd love to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, until then, I'm Jeremy Vansuarez. I'm Jacob Wade. I'm
2: Logan Riley Bruner.
0: And uh, we'll catch you downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. downtown. No
2: time, to place to be downtown Everyone's waiting for you